Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Legion Outpost. I'm Dave. I'm here with Adam the Computer, joining us from Dayton, Ohio. How are you, Adam? It's good to be back. Uh, how are you? I'm very good, man. How is the crime in Dayton, Ohio? You're keeping a keeping a tight lid on it, I hope. You know, with all yeah, your yeah, you know, I cat. try. You know, I'm out there. You know, on the on a moped. You know, with on a, a moped. Bat. Is there much crime <laughs> in Dayton, Ohio, to worry about? There's none in, in you know I think hospitals. somewhat uh, I know like there's a whole um, just because of like where the highway is I think there's a big problem with like drifters uh, well yeah there's a lot of that but I was gonna say more the um, abduction type thing you can Shit. just abduct people get on the highway wow. and fucking yeah <laughs> wow you've got abductors out there and drifters wow wait transients yeah, yeah. transients and um, like I guess, like sort of like rapists. It sounds pretty cr- big over there. I think it's more like you know, like uh, I, don't know, I don't know the right word for it, but like sickos. Oh, like selling people, you know, like like sex life. Uh, kind of yeah, maybe kind of like that kind of thing. That kind of crap's going on in Dayton, Ohio, and you're just sitting here talking to me. What are the cops <laughs> doing? Are they scrambling? I, I, up I would hope so, yeah. yeah, man. Jesus Christ. I saw the funniest thing the other day. It was Bill Burr, who I do find mm. amusing. And he was doing, <laughs> it was like a thing that he was on Conan, obviously, at some point. And um, he was saying how we've overdone it on like women's rights. We've gone too far the other way. And he was saying, we've gone from not listening to any of them <laughs> to now it's believer women. And he's like, all of them? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, good point, fucking Bill Burr, because you don't fucking want to believe all of anything, like, really, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do find him amusing. He is funny. It was a funny comment. The way he delivered it was just perfect as well. Like, he's like, all of them? <laughs> just like every single one of them with their endless bullshit. No. Um, yeah, no, so that was pretty funny. Now, I forget, what episode number are we? Is it 23, did you say? Yeah, I was going to ask you. You've been uh, putting out Outpost without me because I could have not I? have guessed that it would be that many. Have I? No, oh. I just, I'm just surprised that we are that high is all. Oh, right. It seems like we've done that many. I was going to say, I don't remember doing any. Did I, did I do this in my sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, it's been a while, um, obviously, mm-hmm. and I want to say thank you. You are very active on that Facebook, keeping the fans entertained, because I'm so busy on the main signal sites that you're just tending your own garden over there. I see all this stuff pop up, and it's just craziness. People must wonder yeah, why try. sometimes Legion Outpost is either really knowledgeable, and then suddenly you get this dummy <laughs> on Outpost going, who's that? To, like, some I thought about really. that sometimes, yeah. where I'll be like, that was Dave. <laughs> I'm like, who's that? <laughs> it's like... Look, it's if it's a post about Superboy or Crypto <laughs> yeah, or it. Supergirl, it's probably Dave. Indeed. Which, by the way, I posted the other day. It's the Legion's 65th anniversary just the other day. So, Well, see, big, in my imagination, it's even been longer. But I guess 65, so what does that make at, like, 60s? Very early 60s or very late 50s? What is, yeah, very late 50s, yeah? 58, yeah. 58. I think that was the year that Frank Sinatra did Songs for Swingin' Lovers. Great album. Mm. You make me feel so young. Um, yeah, man, <laughs> 58, what a time to be alive. You know, yeah. I would have loved it back then, man. The way I think Mel Haggard's got a song, things, things, how things were in '58, when he's like, when Coke only cost a dime or something. 
<laughs> he seriously does. I think it's a song called The Way Things Were in 58. 58 was a golden time, man. Maybe not if you're a minority. I was, <laughs> <laughs> that was what was going through my head this whole time. No, I was like, yeah, it, I'm not always going to say that. For everyone no, else. Yeah. You know, for everyone no, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, yeah. Uh, O.J. Simpson wouldn't be surprised if that guy who killed his... This is hilarious. You know that guy, Alex Murtaugh? The guy who's killed, well, yeah. allegedly killed. O.J. Simpson says he believes he more than likely killed his wife and son, but wouldn't be surprised if he's acquitted. Okay, thanks, O.J. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, yeah, I got away with it. Where does he even weigh in on this stuff at? Like, who's who's asking OJ? I guess he just chimes. Must be in. on Twitter I, or something. I think he goes on a few talk shows and stuff, like low level shit, like you know, kind of more yeah. like podcasts and stuff. It's hilarious too because he comes on and then he gets really irate when they start quizzing him about the murders. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what does he want to be asked about his football career from the fucking sixties and seventies? <laughs> like, naked gun yeah naked gun like, no questions about the murders guys and they're like yeah sure sure and as soon as he gets on they start badgering like well, what do you do about it don't you <laughs> yeah he was a runner and a cutter and a slasher for sure he was, a, he, was he was quick <laughs> I mean just think about it like like in all fairness OJ was the original kind of 90s slasher before Scream wasn't he what do you think about it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that white man. Bronco. In the white Bronco, yeah, man. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm still surprised he got off. And he's out now and he's commenting on other people's cases. I'm I'm sure the defense team just loves it when OJ's like saying, like, yeah, you'll probably get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> OJ would know. Yep. Now uh we had some breaking news and I want to say thank you to all the Legion Art Post followers and listeners and uh, there won't be as long a break Adam's had another kid your other kid's yeah. breaking arms teeth I don't know what's yeah. going on there is it a childcare situation like you know are you putting <laughs> them in childcare and they're coming back all dinged up what's going on Adam like, no man uh, well one instance was with the grandparents but the uh, other ones were with mom and dad you oh, know? Dear. Yeah, she's just you know being a kid and Climbing up trees you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> scrapes. It's all part of being a kid, you know, let's face you it. You know what it is, is she's afraid of, uh, one of the things was she's afraid of bathrooms, like public bathrooms, because they're really loud, like sure. the flushing. Yep. And so we were trying to get her to go to the bathroom, and my wife was taking her, and she, like, huddled in the corner, and the door shut oh. right on her finger, like the hinge Ooh, side. shit. That would I, I think I probably would have cried longer than oh, she did. Oh, a little honestly. kid, that's going to kill. Oh, I feel so sorry for her. And did that break a finger? Yeah. Oh, the poor thing. Oh, that's horrible. That would be horrible if it happened, you know. That would hurt like nothing else. Oh. Yeah. I have a bit of paranoia of breaking my fingers and stuff like that because, you know, I'm it's a tennis player. I can't, I can't lose the, the hands, man, you know. The wrists yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, you know, because obviously I'm set for a Grand Slam, you know, <laughs> don't want to hinder my US Open preparation. <laughs> Make a late run at Wimbledon this year, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't yeah, wanna, you don't want to squander. I don't, yeah. don't want to squander it. You're only, you know, you're only got a certain longevity in the game. Um, as some would say at 48, I've passed my best, but I feel my best is still around the corner in tennis. Because when you set the bar so low... <laughs> Well, you need a backup in case podcasting doesn't work That's out. That's exactly right. right. So. If, if podcasting doesn't make me a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, <laughs> and the Patreons, who, by the way, should be uh, supporting Signal Doom Patreon, come on. I don't know what you guys are doing. Get on the Patreon right now. 
contribute. It means more signal, more Legion outpost, more Dread or Dead, more flashbacks, more content, all that stuff. Um, you need to sub- subscribe to the Patreon, which is signal. What is it? Patreon.com slash signal of doom. There you go. There's the ad for the Patreon. There you go. Feel guilty if you're not, if you're not, if, if you're not pledging now, feel guilt, you know, and, and think, you know what? Dave, Dave provides a lot of content, gives a lot of hot takes, takes a lot of risks. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck it. Like, how many more times am I going to have to run the flag up against Brevoort and his cronies? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, leading the Armada kind of thing at this point, you know? And, I mean, other people think Tom King's too hot to touch, not me. I've got him many times. So... <laughs> <laughs> You know what my nightmare I, I, I sort of wonder sometimes if I'm too critical of Tom King because I know he has done some good work. Um, I think, you know what part of it is? It's the, uh, uh, how do you say the word? Obsquitious. Is that how you say it? Like where people are uh, too fawning over his work just because he has, a li- I, he has a little bit of depth. And I do mean a little bit of depth because compare it to most other mediums, it's not that deep. And he has a little bit of depth, and I feel the praise is it's too much. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, I, I've enjoyed some stuff, but I feel that people are falling over themselves too far one way, and I think that's part of what annoys me. And that isn't really the writer's fault. Yeah. But when I hear him I'll in interviews... I'll be honest, I was... Sorry, go ahead. I know, I was going to say, when I hear him in interviews, I hear the ego, you know? Yeah, he and definitely that, that, that does, but then he also has, he has the ego, but he also has a self-deprecating mm. side that's like constantly dueling with each other. But yeah, I I actually was kind of guilty of being really high on his supply for a while. Um, but then like then you, met you know, Mr. Miracle is the one. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miracle is the one that I really liked, and I was yep. reading everything that came out after it, and then. You know, it takes a year for a comic book series to come out, and by the time I got to the end of one of his books, I was just like, "Oh man, there's really just this really sucks." Or like, "Man, he really whiffs on the ending." Like, yeah. uh, "Strange Adventures" didn't really like the end. Supergirl, I really liked it to the last two pages, um, and then you know, like, but if uh, you like the, the whole thing, thing to the last two, then it's sort of a bit more forgivable. Like, yeah, me. but it's just like it just. What is it all a dream? Just, it was all a he, dream. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps like letting me down right at the end where now I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll check it out in the trade. Or well, something. that's just a guy who can't pay it off, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a writer. There's plenty of writers like that um, who who, who fumble in. Oh, there's, like, to be honest, like, literature is littered with writers who aren't good at endings, you know? Like, yeah. great mm-hmm. at everything else, um, but not the ending. And, I mean, I don't feel I've read enough of his stuff to even say. I, I've read his... Uh, Batman, which I thought was very poor from about the first third, and his um, what was the other thing I read? That Heroes in Crisis was just terrible. The whole thing was terrible. That was really bad. I read yeah. Batman. See, I've been giving a bit of chance. I read enough of Batman Catwoman to just realize this wasn't for me. You know? Yeah, that was another one that was just like, what are we I doing? I saw here? that. I saw that in the, and I think it had some interesting ideas. I really do believe that it had some interesting ideas. But I will say this: I think that. Like a lot of TV, it was trying to be too clever. It was all the multiple angles. They're not necessary. Tell the story more linearly. And I think it would make more sense. It was. I read three issues and I was like, you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm just bouncing around without much context, almost because there's not enough of a story here. 
And yeah. that's how I felt. And I gave up. Now, I saw it in the... The reason I thought of him was I, I was in the comic store the other day and I saw Batman Catwoman was there. Pretty thick, nice hardcover. And you know I like a thick hardcover, Adam. You know, I yeah, often and- judge uh, <laughs> books by just the hardcover. Um, and, and I was surprised because I was like, wow, it must have been a few issues. It was a pretty thick hardcover. Now, I didn't buy it because, well, as I said, I'd read it. He usually does the twelve issue maxi series, which are you know a cool way to do things. But yeah, and the, you know what makes it hard too is he usually works with like some of the better artists, kind of like how Bendis will work with some of the better artists. So it's like you almost trick yourself to being like, oh, I'm enjoying this, and then you're like, yeah. oh, there's just nothing there. Yeah, uh, I will I, say for yeah. Tom King, I think uh, Omega Man I really like, oh, The yeah. Vision, yeah. and Mister Miracle are kind of the three that I would defend. And Vision was good, you know everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you haven't read all of Mr. Miracle, have you? No, I own it. It's actually on my shelf. I'd recommend it. Um, I, I really think I would it's check good. it out. And I've also heard a lot of people talk about Omega Man. I um, really did like the vision. We did the vision on the signal, and I was very impressed, actually. Uh, and Who I did you do that with again? I don't know. Was it you? No, I was. I didn't see Rich wanting to read it. I was just it curious. wasn't Rich. I think it was Stu. It was ages ago. Oh, way back then. Okay. It was ages ago. I remember liking it, though, and, and I was pretty trepidatious because, I mean, my interest in vision is zero, you know? Uh, but well, that's what I like about good. him, too, is when you take, like, uh, you know, a character that doesn't get their shine very often and you mm. put them in the spotlight. I kind of like that kind of thing. Me, too. And Me, too. You he know, can do it well, and then he yeah. doesn't do it well, too. Well, yeah, exactly. There's two ways to go. You either really flesh out. Like, like let's take a very side character let's take Renee Montoya in the 90s and, mm. and she was like a walk-on she was Harvey Bullock's but, the, but they suddenly imbued her with a personality with a story Chuck Dixon did it Rucker did it and suddenly had a really interesting character for quite a number of years and it was you know they put flesh on a character that before that was very bare bones you know yeah and uh so that's one way to do it and everyone's like that's fantastic you've you've breathed life into a pretty sort of nondescript character but the other problem can be when you take a character that kind of like people have forgotten, like, and you suddenly put them in the spotlight, but you change so much about them that they're no longer that character. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it, it can work, but it can also really fail. Like, I think I saw um, a lot of people say Human Target's good, but what I read of it, I was like, no, thank you. But um, I read the one where I think Guy Gardner got killed. And, yeah, um, that was all misdirect, though. He didn't actually get killed. But oh, I do good. think you might like that one just because it's yeah. kind of a noir detective yeah. thing. And I, I, used I to didn't really, really like it. I used to really like Peter Milligan's Human Target back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. And I and But again, he had, a, he had a pretty interesting artist. Like, it seemed interesting. So he has mm-hmm. his pluses and minuses. But what I was all leading to was uh, one thing. I'd, I wonder what he'd be like on Legion, you know? Legion you know, so um, his comfort zone. He was going to do the Legion at one point. Uh, it was really frustrating. At one point, you know, during that period from like 2013 to 2018, mm. there were a few different times where they'd tease like, oh, someone on this panel is writing the Legion, and then nothing came of it. But he was supposed to write the Legion, and apparently it was going to be Batman and the Legion. What, really? Yeah, Batman apparently. and the Legion. That's what I've heard. What's so a Batman in like, you know, it's, it's not terrible. Batman in the future with the Legion kind of thing. Yeah. Something like that. Um, if you remember his Batman run, like Saturn Girl popped in there during like the rebirth stuff, so uh, I you know, maybe it would have spun out of that. 
I don't, I might it was you read it. It was it was early. It was that where they're trying to like break in Arkham Asylum. Vaguely, yeah. The it was like the second arc or something. Yeah. Saturn Girl. Yeah, it's just like for like a few pages. She's oh, okay. you wouldn't even know, know who she was if you didn't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. What was she doing in the 20th or 21st century? Just time traveling in a little bubble. It was in Arkham. Yeah. It's not ringing any bells for me at all. I'm struggling for any kind of form at all. But doesn't it sound came that out great. of the Rebirth special and then yeah, it went into the Doomsday Clock thing. Okay. Well, it would be. I, I think sometimes you know it would be. Int- look, you couldn't do a worse job than Bendis. You know he was awful. Like let's let's be honest. Like art, great execution of Bendis' story, very poor. It's almost like you couldn't yeah. do. I would prefer a more generic down the line. Legion story, such as we're doing today, than anything Bendis gave us. So don't try to reinvent the wheel. Give me an adventure-ish sci-fi story with the Legion and mm-hmm. I think that would be so much better. Something like Abner and Lanning did, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Something along those lines. Like, don't Bendis was very much like, I'm going to give it my own spin. I'm going to reinvent it all. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it was all nothing. It was pointless. You know, like it, it and also, yeah. you know, he I, didn't stay long enough. I honestly just get really mad about, <laughs> really? like, when any time I think about him, I'm just like, God, you're such an ass. Like, you were so confident that you were like the savior of this, you know, intellectual property, and you were gonna save it, and you know, and then you're just like, oh, I'll do a year, and then I'm yeah. gonna do this little pissy mini series, and then I'm gonna like basically well, get kicked out of DC. And, yeah, well, the the sales mustn't have been great on what he was doing, so he probably got sort of shown the door a little bit when they wouldn't renew his contracts or something. There was something. There was more to it than just bad Legion. I think it was probably more to do with his Superman and stuff. You know? Yeah, sure. I'm absolutely sure. But yeah, you, you, just... you you can't tell. Like, I'm sorry, Legion. Forget about Bendis for a second because he's just a writer. Like, just any writer coming on, Legion is such a big canvas. That you're either I, I feel he was trying to incorporate too much in, into in, into too sh- few issues. What I would do is bring it down, cut it down a bit, and commit longer. So commit yourself. I'm going to do two three years here, and I'm going to really plow into Legion. I'm going to build an adventure. I'm going to use say six seven characters for the start, and you you know go off world and blah blah blah. Bender seemed to a lot of people seem to spend a lot of time just talking in big group scenes. That's what I'm remembering. And poorly paid um, in execution. So what I'm trying to say is, like, I think you don't be intimidated by how big it is. Focus in. Dial in. Look at the classic Legion stories. So many of them, it's like four or five of them working together or two or three of them working mm-hmm. together. You know, like, it's not always all fucking 50, you know? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think... Exactly. Like in the Bendis run, he wanted every character essentially in every issue. So they would like fly around together all the time, like well, around the city. And that's a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I point to Mark Wade when he did the three boot and he was like, here's like eight characters in the first issue mm. and they all get a little bit of a character beat. And then the next issue, maybe we'll do a couple more. And by the end of the arc, you get like, you know, 15 characters that you know pretty well. I, I think that's a really good way to do it, but. It's a better way anyway. to do it. It's a better, yeah. Well, anyway, we we don't need to constantly harp on it, but I, I think it's important at Legion Outpost that we do stay on top of things. Now, news for Legion: uh, Is there any news regarding any comics coming out at all? Have we got any information? 
you know, on comics. Let's let's start it there. Yeah, so the most um, promising thing right now is Jeff Johns has the the new Golden Age thing he's doing where he's okay. got the Justice Society book and he's got the Stargirl book. Oh, yeah, I'm and... reading Justice Society. We're doing that on the show. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a character in some Who's Who pages that he'd had in one of the the new Golden Age special, right. and it teased a character called uh, the Golden Age Legionnaire. And what do we know about that? I'm... No, we know nothing. We don't even know a picture. Everything was redacted, uh, really? essentially in the in the listing. Yeah, I think he wants to have some mystery behind it, but it, you know, it makes it exciting to me uh-huh. uh, that it seems like it'll be more important if it's something that he's trying to like hold back, but also tease. Sure. Um, I kind of like the idea of it being an established legionnaire, so maybe like Cosmic Boy or Ultra Boy or Feralad or somebody. <laughs> but I like the idea of it being a, a legionnaire that we know that was maybe like lost in time. So what do we know uh, about? Has this character been in it, or, or like we know that they, all we know is that um, they were mentioned in an issue also where they said, "Oh, remember the time we <laughs> met the legionnaire?" So you know, there's more to come. Oh, but... I see. Right, someone's mentioned that they've met someone, and then he's shown like a redacted who's who file image or something, has he? Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Yep. Um, so it's a big fucking tease, Jeff Johns. It's just hey, man, I don't mind because you know it's something. You it's know, it's a... more than whatever. Well, anybody got, else is doing. I've got something funny to tell you. So yeah, that is cool. And 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 look, I trust in Jeff Johns. Like I'm enjoying it just solid. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, well, real quick though, the speculation is that it could either be a new character mm. or an established legionnaire that's like lost in time. And I'm hoping it's an established character yeah, lost in time. I hope it's I hope it's it's an established one, one that we've already had. Karate Kid, uh, Chameleon yeah. Boy, someone like that. You know. Yep. Anyway, you were sorry. You were going to say something funny. You said. Oh, sorry, I'm watching a show that I, that Dion put me on to called Mythic Quest. Have you heard of this? So it's it's yeah, it, yeah. it's funny. Always sunny guy, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. It's funny. Anyway, they've got the the second episode. They've got this um thing where they've been teasing for ages and ages and ages this hooded character, and he's like a like a sort of like a just literally a masked man, like with a hood on. And anyway, the internet's going fucking crazy trying to work out who it is and demanding answers. And they've got no story. They they've probably they've teased this character and had him walking around doing shit. They've got no backstory. They've got no stats, and they're panicking trying to form a, a backstory like years into like promoting this character. Who's been this mystery character? And they're like, oh, like this is a plot point within the show, not like in their game. Yeah, in Mythic Quest. Oh, okay. In Mythic yeah, Quest, it's like um, uh, like a big uh, online like World of Warcraft game. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a workplace comedy, but they're making this game, and in the game, they've got this hooded character, and that's what I just thought of when you're talking about this this mystery <laughs> man. Who could he be? Imagine if Jeff Johns is going. <laughs> I've got no fucking idea. Um, yeah. Let me scour the let's hope, who's. Let's hope he does. Yeah, Bendis probably wouldn't. You know, Bendis. No, no. Bendis is just like, oh yeah, well, it was that. It'd be like um, Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine returned somehow. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he's back. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> so that's not much news. If all you've got's the the Golden Legionnaire mentioned by Jeff Johns. That's it. Yes. 
and yet it's keeping me going, you know. Uh, it's keeping it's keeping it going through the shadows and the you know through the hard the days and death. nights through the the door to yeah. break your finger and door. Adam's like, well, I still got the golden legionnaire. I still got that. Yeah. Will you Sometimes be, that's all you need, man. Will you be down there? Let me. I, want, I just want to get a sense of how crazy or not crazy you are. Are you down there on opening day to buy the floppy for for the issue where Golden yeah. Legionnaires like revealed? Are you are you are you pushing women out of the way and stuff? I mean, I could see it happening if I knew it was coming. Yeah. Like, uh, I think when Rebirth came out, I was really excited about that, and I came, you know, pretty early when the shop opened. I think they actually had like a late night release for that even. Um, so I would do that, but I not anymore. I'm kind of checked out on comics for the most part and i kind yeah. of order them all online it. and they come to my doorstep and you know yeah i can read them yeah, online just read them at your leisure now in your castle like i do that's what i do i read in my castle like the peasants are outside like by the walls <laughs> you know and, and i often say I, often, I, I tell dion go and work the guns man i'll keep these peasants away you know <laughs> don't want to get them into the castle into my count dracula castle um okay well that's great news work, Adam. Now, is there any other news? Because we've got the movie review, but didn't you have some other piece of news that you were telling me about? You wanted to do something? Uh, well, uh, one thing is kind of a, a sadder thing, but uh, the yeah. Legion of Substitute podcasters are oh. one a really good Legion podcast. Yes. Better than this one, probably. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. I'd say, they're, I'd say they were there first, and I'd say, in all fairness to them, we've superseded them, but they are very good. I will say that. I will well, say this: they're very good. They're very good. There, yeah, they are. But uh, in <laughs> in that, one of the guys, uh, Darren Noel, he's a really great guy. Uh, passed away unexpectedly. So oh, geez, dead. Shout him out. Oh, yeah. Jesus! Like the poor guy's dead, and we're making jokes. Well, we're sorry to hear I'm not that. Making jokes. <laughs> but well, in fairness, you didn't know where I it was did, going. So I didn't know this guy was unfortunately dead. Um, that's sad. Jesus, yeah, they should. He's do. a really good guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I die, uh, obviously there'll be a national, probably international day of mourning. Um, I think that for this guy, they should do some sort of a tribute. Like I'm thinking of Death of Pharaoh Lad and doing a tribute to this Darren guy. If he was a Legion of Substitute podcasters, podcaster, aren't weren't they the yeah, biggest they Legion that. podcast before us? Oh, yeah, I mean, I would say so. Like yeah. Before us. <laughs> but they've before been us. doing it for, I think, like 15 years now. Wow. Um, but his really? Friend, um, really? Yeah, his, yeah. Wow. his friend Paul, uh, you know, he helped start the show with him. And uh, he gave him a really nice touching tribute during the episode. And, yeah. uh, you know, he'll be yeah. missed. So I just wanted to shout him out. Regardless of Dave. Um, Six-gun salute from me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm yeah. traumatized here. I didn't even know the guy. And I'm, I'm reeling. Anyway, it's sad when people die, yeah. man, isn't it? Like, I've had to do yeah. so many. And years. in fairness to Dave, if he didn't know where this this little news item was going before we started, so. I had no idea. Um, um, how am I supposed to know that the guy died? Um, but but regardless, it's sad. I've had to do so many eulogies on Signal. I've I've done so many that I often just say, he "Caught the last train out. It comes for us all. The Reaper. He does come. You know, whether it, it, whether it's you know." Heart disease, drugs, alcohol, suicide, hit by a car, hit by a train. He's going to come for us all, man, at the end. The Reaper, dude. And he visited, unfortunately, the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. And I give them my heartfelt um, sympathy, really. And if we've got to go fund me or something, I'm happy to share it on the page, too. Like, the guys, like, offer these people 
have GoFundMe's for like you know funeral costs and stuff. Yeah, um, I have to look into that. Um, look into that. Yeah, I mean, look into anyway, that, man. Come on, you're his big buddy. You've got to get on top just, of it. Like Jesus. Just speaking personally, though, he's a really good guy. So, yeah. uh, our condolences to those and to all the listeners and all of his friends and family. So, hundred um, percent. Anyway, um, if I got shot tomorrow and died, would you say the same thing about me? Oh, Dave was a good guy. You know, never said a bad word about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, took a few you know, shots. Uh, took a few shots. You know, <laughs> <laughs> made his presence felt. Um, yeah. I imagine my funeral would be. It'd be kind of contested. There'd be the haters would be there as well. Like you know, looking, making sure I'm dead, kind of thing. And I'd be like, I wish I was a ghost. So I could rise up from the grave and haunt them for the rest of my life, my undead life. You, know? you never know. Could happen. Could happen, man. Um, well, so you've brought in the very fucking sad news. Um, what else? Oh, there was, we, have we mentioned the as bat thing? The, the McFarlane? Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to mention is, uh, as real Batman and Nightfall. McFarlane thing you pretty excited about, right? Got to purchase. The only way I'm going to, for the rest of the show, keep out of my grief zone is just by purchasing, by becoming a consumer. And so I made a purchase as bat. The, the as bad of the arm, I always loved it. I was one of those guys who was like, yeah, this is what Batman should have been wearing all along. Back in the 90s, I was like, you know, <laughs> I was I was like drinking the Kool-Aid like hardcore at the time. I was like, yes, finally <laughs> Batman's taking it up a notch. I wasn't even that aware it wasn't Bruce Wayne, you know, when I saw the first images because I wasn't reading uh, at the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, finally. And everyone's like, it's not going to last, Dave. I'm like, yes, it will. It'll last forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny those like ninety design or nineties designs like mm. the that Batman or um the 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 blue electric blue Superman. Like at the time I was like, that's kinda cool and then you know, ten years later I'm like, that's really lame. And now these figures are coming out I'm like, oh, they are really cool. Like they, they look I so actually cool thought figure. with with Electric Superman, because I was buying because Nightfall got me back into buying DC, like fully. Mm-hmm. Um so by the Blue Superman was a little while after that. Like, it was like, Nightfall may have still been going, but it was in its dying days, you know? Um, when Electric I'd Blue say it's a good three or four years after. Yeah. yeah, when Electric Blue Superman came, I, I in no point did I think this is it forever, but I did think it was a cool design. You know, like, it was a little weird, the stories, because they didn't quite know what his powers were, and they sort of yeah. wanted to make it exactly the same as before, but it was different. But I, I thought visually it was pretty cool. Yeah, I love the design, and you know, I like the red and the blue, uh, different ones, and I'd probably buy figures of that if they put them out. But uh, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Is like I kind of have more interest in the weirdo figures they put out, less than like here's another Batman, and this time he's blue, you know, he's gray. But I'm like this kind of stuff. Like I just see here they have uh, the speeding bullets Batman, which is from the Elseworlds story where Superman becomes Batman. That figure looks pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I like a lot of those, um, a lot of those sort of alternate versions and stuff. I've always enjoyed that kind of stuff. You know, I've got a whole shelf of just Batman, <laughs> and, and like yeah. really, that's with me restricting myself. You know, because there is something to be said for it. Like when it's toyetic, to use that term, and like Batman, it, it is cool, like the vampire Batman. You know, um, but I, I've definitely getting the Asbat. Um, I've got bat- I've got two Batman in the armor, you know, for the sort of Kingdom Come style armor, um, as well. That's I think a pretty cool look, you know, when he's got the really thick armor on. Oh, you mean like the Batman v Superman armor? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like king, like I think of it as the kingdom oh, yeah, yeah. come. You know, remember Kingdom Come? Oh, Batman? okay. Yeah, but, but yes. I never got into the Kingdom Come design that much. I'll be honest. Jesus. I mean, I, you know, do you want me to just shut the podcast down now? Like, I mean, what's wrong with you? <laughs> let, me, let me look at it real quick. Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come Batman. It's awesome. Alex Ross designed it. It's, I think, his best thing ever he's ever done. And you're here going, no, uh, not for no, me. I think it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool. I will tell yeah, you no what shit. I almost bought at GameStop when I saw it like half off. <laughs> at GameStop, I saw the uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman and Superman figures two-pack. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty fucking sweet. But then I was like, I don't buy these. Like, I bought a, a figure, an Invincible figure mm. from the animated series. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I got home and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't need this. You know, yeah. Yeah. I just have Legion figures and I have this and I have a Starman figure and yeah, that's about all I need. No, I know. It's I sent you a picture story. of this. I sent you a picture of this statue. It's so bizarre looking. Let me have a look. I'll be the judge. I mean, your your judgment's way off today. Way off. You you've made some comments that are just like, what's going on? <laughs> when I saw the figure, that's I was cool. like, that is pretty cool. No, that's I don't really think cool. he's muscle. Well, Jesus, no. what's going on with the Sorry, muscles? when I saw the when I saw the Alex Ross figure, I was like, that is kind of cool. Even though I don't think it looks very good when what he draws this? it, this I like is the a, figure. What is this? This, this is this is this is weird looking to me. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, no, this. Sorry, this that I the Batman you've sent me now. There's too it's many odd. muscles. It's the legs. It's yeah, the abs. It's the abs and the legs. Like the design of the cape's cool, but Batman is suddenly turned into like a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, this is called for the listeners. S O F B I N A L Softbinal, DC Batman Heavy Blue, designed by Kiji Iwakura. It also looks yeah. to me like that little sort of uh, piece of underwear he's wearing could be struggling with those big thighs. <laughs> like he's got kind of like a little sort of almost thong on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, saw I wouldn't that, buy I was like, that. That's weird. It's 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 odd, but that's the hyper. I want to say kind of hyper beefcake, sort of masculine, like bodybuilder style version of Batman. There are there are guys who get really hot for that kind of stuff. Where it's their, their, their vision of Batman, he's like, it's really ramped up on the roids kind of thing. Yeah. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like Bane, but as Batman. You know, I've I've met these guys, like they really love their Batman, but what they really love is this really roided up kind of version yeah. in their imagination. And look, that's cool. I mean, everyone can enjoy their own kind of style of Batman. So <laughs> that's for them, those guys, you know. And they, they don't read the comics, these guys, but they some of them, the more geeky ones will own a couple of statues. Yeah. And it's like, God um, bless them, you know. That reminds me of like, uh, well, first off, I wanted to say I'm coming around to this Nightfall or Kingdom Come oh, Batman. Oh, finally, yeah, thirty the years later. The figure is cool. Yeah, it no, doesn't it's... look that good when he draws it, but it, the figure is cool. Figure is cool, man. <laughs> I, the figure is awesome. I've got two of them. Um, one a more cheaper version, which is probably more just like a Batman Superman style, which heavily riffs on the Kingdom Come, and then I've got the Kingdom Come one, and yeah, it's pretty awesome. I. I uh, loved it in the Kingdom... I would have loved more of Batman in Kingdom Come, what he was doing in Gotham, like keeping all crime down with all those robots and stuff. I love that. Yeah, that was cool. That's what I'd like to um, do here. That's what I'd like to... That's what should be happening in Dayton, Ohio, if you're getting abductions on the highway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
The other thing I wanted to say, you were talking about the muscles. That's like when people were complaining about Pattinson being too skinny to play Batman. Like to me, it's not. It doesn't yeah. matter that much anymore. Like we've seen him be big. We've seen him be Michael Keaton. Like yeah, who cares if he's like super buff? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I did have some issues with the performance itself, but um, yeah, I wasn't like sitting here thinking. You know, I, I'm I'm still out. I'm not as convinced by the Batman as some people were. Like, I didn't think it was as good as some were saying. I, I found it at times a bit boring, frankly. You know? Uh, I think that it could be boring. I think it could also be like, you know, I was thrilled to see them do, like, detective work. But then the detective work was all, like, really stupid. Yeah, it Like, was. El Rata Alada is like, oh, it must be a penguin. Oh, it must be... <laughs> A yeah. bat. Oh, it must be yeah, it was bullshit, uh, Falcone. And I'm like, I still don't know what it was. <laughs> I still don't know how he was trying to figure it out. Like, But the whole, like, giving it kind of more like the Seven, uh, you know, the movie Seven. Yeah. Giving it that kind of vibe was kind of cool. But, yeah, there's certain things where I'm like, why'd you do that? Yeah. I'm I, at, like, I'd, I'd, I'd have to watch it again. It. Uh, look, I did enjoy it, um, but I just felt like it could be a lot better. You know what I mean? Like, and... I, I, I'm all for a bit of detective work, but at the end of the day, I also want, I don't know, I just want a bit more than what I got, I think, you know, and uh, yeah, just a bit more Batman kind of thing. He was very sort of like, it was a weird performance, but that was to be expected, but it was more the story. The story was very content to soak itself in like, it's just like Seven. Yeah, if Seven was like massively sanitized and um, yeah. yeah. I was gonna. There's one thing that really I don't think they need to do with Batman is the whole he's a symbol for the city and yeah, yeah, he's yeah. uniting us all. Yeah, like I, do, I, I don't need to see that, that story again. I That's what Dark Knight Rises was. That's what the yeah. Batman was. Like, sure, it's good to ultimately do that, but it's like let's give it a little time of him. Oh, like, but it's also in the so shadows. fucking cliched. Like in Amazing Spider-Man, was it one or two where he's like flipping over through the flagpoles and all that shit? Like, remember that? Do you remember that? Everyone's like, "Oh, put your uh, put your um, cranes out so he can swing all the way there." And I was oh like, yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah, but but like that kind of stuff, I get it. It's very kind it of. It works for Spider Man better though, to me. You it know? works for Spider Man better, and I get it. It's all part of that flag waving kind of spirit, but they do yeah. it too much, and yeah. it's you know, it's like, "Oh, Batman is Gotham," and I'm just like, "Man, there's so many stories you could tell," you know, and. It was, again, an interesting movie, but I didn't feel it was, like, a true classic. And, like, some people are raving about it now, and I'm like, man, in the review mirror, it all looks a lot rosier, doesn't it? Because I was in the cinema, and I got a bit, part of me was pretty bored, you know? I know this is a Batman movie with a decent actor, good good director. I was like, it, it should be a little bit better than this, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's still probably, like, top... Almost, almost top five Batman. I'd, I'd agree, but that's you know, but that's there's been some pretty weak entries in the Batman Register over the years. Like You're not wrong, Batman eighty nine. Uh, I'd say Begins and Dark Knight were all better than the Batman. You know, and Mask of Phantasm. Yeah, definitely. But I wasn't even thinking of that. But yeah, okay, Mask of Phantasm. That's a fucking great movie. Just throwing it out animated, there, yeah. animated movie, but great theater great release, movie. no. Yeah, it did, but uh, I guess I wasn't thinking of that. But yes, it was better than. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot better than the Batman. If we're just talking about how good it was, but a lot of episodes yeah. of the animated series were better than the Batman. You know, 
Yeah. Like, you know what I'm coming around on is the Lego Batman movie. I love that movie. I, I, I was kind of like yeah, disappointed it. in it at the time, but I was been watching it with my daughter a few different times. It's good fun, man. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I was one of those guys who was like, I don't know what you're all complaining about. I, I loved it. But I loved it. I didn't Lego know people movies. were complaining. I thought everybody oh, liked it. No. Like, there was a lot of people who were complaining about Lego Batman. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows, like, what's going on. I asked Chuck Dixon, by the way, with those McFarlane toys, if you'll see anything from them. And he said he'll see something from Bane, which is good. You know, because yeah, cool. I said I mentioned to him, I, I checked that Bane was included in that pack. Um, yeah, and he's, like, seeing a check yeah. for that. I mean, you can't do Nightfall with no Bane. That would be insane. <laughs> You'd, that'd be so fucking stupid. Like, who brought Batman's back? Oh, we didn't bother to do him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the Riddler. <laughs> You're misremembering. They'll, they'll do the Captain Marvel. He was never called Captain Marvel. He was always called Shazam. Like, try to brainwash the audience. Fuck uh, You know, I they, they changed his name again. I know they did. I think they're calling him the Captain or something now. Again, a character that Marvel had. So I don't understand why that. That's any better, you know? I don't mind him calling him Shazam, you know. I get it, it's fur branding. I, I don't mind it, but it was it was the fucking rinse brainwash stuff that I hate. That's what I hate. It, it, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. It's 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 a reboot. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I I mean, is that what you're saying? Just because you didn't like that it was I'm part of a reboot? I'm saying that they just they're just doing that shit where it's like, oh, it never was Captain Marvel, it's always been Shazam. Everything Shazam now. And now, and I agree, they've got a movie called fucking Shazam, which some people seem to enjoy, even though I couldn't stand it. And now... I love it. And, yeah, I know you do. Good luck to you. And a lot of people do out there. Better with, than... Uh, better than... Uh, uh, I won't even say it. I they're very easily entertained, these people, is all I'll say. And Zachary Levi, in my opinion... Yeah, it's better very than cool X-Men Origins Wolverine, okay? I That's fucking what I love that say. movie. I fucking love that movie. It's better than X-Men it's Origins. It's nowhere near as good as X-Men Origins Wolverine. Are you kidding? Are you Let's see. No, serious? no, I'm on Letterboxd right now. Let's see what the... Let's oh, see what yeah. The, yeah, all the all the fans of Shazam and Zachary yeah. Levi, I know. Shazam. 3.3 for Shazam, not great. Not great. Let's out of 10? Is that out of 10? Wolverine. No, out of 5. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine has a 2.4. 2. So. Jesus. I need to get on Go there. Fuck and, yourself. I, I need to get on there and lob in a few fives, push that number up. You you did. You made it a 4.5. You said, <laughs> I love this movie, and you liked I, it. I do love the movie. Oh, did I already get on there and say that? Did I? <laughs> yeah, <it's hard>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is on Letterbox, isn't it? Yeah, I only remember yeah. going on there every three months. Um, yeah. Well, who cares? I don't give a fuck what the audience thinks. Like, yeah, they're, I mean, like that's fine. I'm just... they're like cattle, man. They're like sheep. Yeah. You know, they're like okay. sheep. Bah, bah. Zachary Levi, very, very poor actor. Uh, and he he goes the comedic route because he doesn't have any drama in his bones, and we're supposed that's to. That's what Shazam is, dude. Yeah, that that was well, the, that's how it sells I the movie. It is it's just kind of light? Yeah, it's, no, it it's is. It's not supposed it, to be dramatic. It is light. It's brainless. It's for kids. It's, oh my god! It's just no, no, no. I don't mean that as a bad thing. It's brainless. It's for kids. It's it, it's it, it's enjoy this fucking. <laughs> you don't mean that as a bad thing. It's for the enjoy this sugary cereal, kids. It's gonna rot your teeth in your brains. Enjoy it. Guzzle it down. Oh my god! Yeah. You sound like you're fucking a thousand years old. <laughs> I am old. I am old today. <laughs> Sore hip. And um, oh yeah, I, today I am, must admit I'm feeling my age. I'm in the chair, and believe you me, I am turning into the old guy in the Muppets. I am, you know, literally like. But 
Um, I yeah. will. I will say this. Despite all my comments about Shazam, God bless everyone who does enjoy it because I know that Shazam Two. I hope it does well for them, and I know there's an audience out there. So God bless them. Go enjoy it. Like, yeah, it uh, let great. me tell you what Shazam is about a thousand times better than fucking Black Adam was. Too garbage. Well, I didn't love Black Adam. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm not yeah. saying that. I just am so annoyed with Dwayne Johnson at this point, where it's like. Mm. God, uh, what, can you the, make a decent movie like to back up your fucking hype? The endless hype of um of The Rock. Um, yeah, it, look, I didn't hate it, but I mean, it was totally inconsequential. Like, I see your review here; it's surprisingly enjoyable. I like the JSA in it. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Mm-hmm. You know, take yeah. my reviews with a grain of salt because they're often dependent on my moods at the time. Um, yeah, I know. But no, I did like bits of it. It was very lightweight, though, and. This is, this is actually, before we get on... Let me ask you this. Did you think he was good in it, though? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, he was bad. He was bad. No, bad, no, bad. no, I didn't think he was good at all. I did like the JSA in it. Uh, they were my favourite yeah. thing um, in it by far. Me too. Um, one thing that I, I kind of... Look, all the 80s kids like me, we got our dream, the geeky ones, of the comics taking over the world. It did actually happen, the, the comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... What I didn't realise in my dream was just how thin a lot of the storylines would be in these movies, you know? And Yeah, eventually, yeah. Yeah, and and that's the side of me where I'm like, well, be careful what you wish for, because now they're everywhere and they're kind of forced down our throats. And frankly, if I was a teenager, I could see myself as an edgy little teen kind of rebelling against it, you know? Um... Because I don't think I, I think some of them they do so well. I, there, there's plenty of good examples like the Into the Spider Verse, quite a lot of the Spider Man stuff, quite a lot of the Marvel stuff. You know, quite. I'd say like chunk. almost half the MCU stuff was pretty good, and then now they're yeah. just like shit in the bed where they're just like exactly. Yeah, like I watched. That's, I mean, to me, it's like sucked. what's oh yeah, I didn't really care for it either. But it's just like people like say people are gonna get sick of it, and to me, it's like. You make good movies, people aren't going to get sick of them, but you just start putting out, like, garbage, mediocre. and yeah, people are going to get sick of it. If, if, yeah, if that's you put the up problem. Enough, it's me- not- yeah, mediocre content will eventually start disconnecting with an audience, and especially when you're spamming the audience like, like Marvel do. You know, they, they yeah. spam you with these fucking characters. Like, I, I think even the most diehard superhero fans are just like, do I need an Echo show? You know? Like, yeah. really? Yeah, and you know what? They were like so confident in themselves within game, and they're like, "Okay, we don't need Captain America, we don't need Iron Man." <laughs> and then it's like everything they've put out since has been so like you know average. Uh, it's just like yeah. maybe you guys should get Captain America and Iron Man back. I, I, I'm finding, you know what I'm finding now. I like because I dial my expectations right down now. I'm finding more pleasure in some of the more offbeat moments or, or sort of, how can I say, geekier like little tidbits, like in Wakanda Forever, which I truly found boring. The, the Namor stuff was interesting to me. You know, like, I, I don't know saying I loved it, but, like, I was like, yeah, this is cool. I, I'm kind of enjoying, like, this seeing this different side of a character. I like the bits with the chick from Seinfeld setting up the Thunderbolts, whatever she was doing, her scenes. I liked... Um, you know, I in, liked. So go ahead. No, I was I was gonna agree with you. The Namor stuff, I I liked more. At least I was more interested in. I didn't really think that he was 
like that compellingly acted person. No, but no, he wasn't. That was what I was interested I, in. I just like to see that stuff, you know? <laughs> um, I also liked in the Doctor Strange movie, I loved when they brought the Illuminati in. I'm, I hated what they did with them, but... Yeah, yeah, same. The, the fact we were getting them, I was like, that's fucking sweet. What a shame they just so fumble it and make it so inconsequential because that shows you how little investment they've got in the idea. They, they're like, here's a cool scene, do this, make sure this doesn't impact on anything, kill them all, you know? And yeah. I'm like, but see, I enjoyed that for what it was. Now, I'm not saying it was a great movie. I'm saying, like, that was it. In Thor, Love and Thunder, very little did I enjoy. I hated that like movie. Christian Bale. Yeah, what, there was of him. I liked the idea of going to the God world or whatever the fuck they did. Like, I've only seen it once. You know that world where they go to where it's all gods or something? Yeah. I love that Have idea. Have you read uh, the first two arcs of Jason Aaron's? Yeah, yeah. I've read, uh, I've, read, I've read all of Jason Aaron's run up until Lady Thor and then a bit past that. Um, yeah, I've read a lot of Jason Aaron's. They really fumbled that story because that's like my favorite Thor arc. And, you yeah. know, that's what the movie was supposed to be. And it was just not up to snuff. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that, that a large chunk of Jason Aaron's Thor runs fantastic. And they totally, again, they take the most basic images and they go their own way, and, and you're just like, man, I wish you didn't go your own way. <laughs> you know what's bizarre, though, is it's the same guy that did uh, Ragnarok, which I think is like a phenomenal, I do love fun action superhero movie. Yeah, but he just went heavy into the comedy, didn't he, I think, and uh, unsuccessfully. So did Ragnarok, though, really, right? Yeah, I mean, I love Ragnarok. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite all-time Marvel movies, and... Um, it's so disappointing to me that uh, um, Tiger Waititi then produced Love and Thunder, which I felt was just so much of, of a poor movie compared to Ragnarok. You know? Yeah. Um, he, I think yeah. I think Love and Thunder might be worse than uh, the Dark World. I know people hate the Dark World. But uh, I thought Love and Thunder was probably yeah, at least I more mean, disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, look, Dark World is boring and takes itself very seriously, but I would probably, as a movie say it succeeds better than Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder fails, really, in, in, in kind of like its job. Like, it's so lightweight, but dealing with what could be dark themes, it's weird, you know? Like, you could make an yeah. awesome movie out of the plot of Love and Thunder, but they just failed. And the Guardians it. were only in it for like five minutes, you know? I was that all was hyped ridiculous. to see them. Yeah, that was well, that was just marketing, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. Like they were in it, yeah, right, right at the beginning, and then I was just like, "See ya." <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, imagine if Ragnarok had Hulk in it for the amount of time that the Guardians were in. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? yeah anyway, we should if, probably get into this book. <laughs> yeah, Earth War. So yeah. Um. Okay, so Paul Levitt's writing. Joe Staden was one of the artists, and can I say, Joe enjoys artwork on the Legion. You do. Yeah, I do. We uh, uh, have we had Joe Staden on the show? I, no, I don't think so. But we've definitely done some Joe Staden um, like books on the show. Probably Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like his artwork. I think he was the artist on. You know who I'm thinking of? We had Steve Englehart, and I think Joe Staden did some yeah. of the artwork. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that you liked this artwork that much. Not to yeah, really it, put but, him you know, down so yeah. much as the. I didn't say love it. I said liked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm surprised you liked it so much because I didn't think it was very good, but I don't even blame him for that because I think he got brought in 
you know, last minute having to draw mm. a whole team of characters because this other guy, uh, Jim Sherman, James Sherman left. Who I'm, I really like James Sherman. I think he's one of the best. Is he related Legion to the artists. guy who the tanks are named after? <laughs> you have to ask him. <laughs> Sherman tanks from like World War Two. Yeah, deep cut. WW2, the big one. <laughs> I remember that one, yeah. You know, that Johnny Cash. Uh, World War II, the big one. The one we didn't lose. He's like... <laughs> 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 the one we didn't lose. <laughs> anyway, so this is a Superboy 241 yeah. to 245. This is Paul Levitz back when... This is considered like his first run. Before okay, you know, so this is before the Great Darkness because I was saying to you what era was this? So this is late seventies before Great Darkness Saga, right? Yeah, Great Darkness okay. is like eighty two. Okay. Um, so basically, during this period, it's like after Carrie Bates left and um, Sad Day. Essentially, they had uh, yeah. Essentially, they had three or four different guys kind of rotating. Mm. Uh, but Paul Levitz was one of those guys, and then he leaves the book, but then he comes back to do his long run. Cool. But yeah, um, well, and it's, it's, it, this is kind of like the first big epic uh, Legion story with you know like multiple issue crossover. Oh really? Yeah, because I I've got to be honest. I think it's really uh, fun. Maybe. Like it's it's late seventies. You can feel the seventies sci fi vibes. You you feel at times a Star Trekky vibe, a bit of a Star Warsy vibe mixed together with a bit of Flash Gordon. Um, it wears its heart on its sleeve. I thought the artwork was entertaining, like and fun. Um, I, I yeah. honestly thought this was a really fun little comic. And at times I was confused by what teams is, which team is where basically, but that's my own stupidity as a reader. Um, but I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, man. And what a pleasure to read something like this where the dominators are coming down for the peace conference to the world. You'll have to remind me what the Weber's world was it? Yeah, um, world. and the humans are there, and is there another race there as well? Um, and then the Kuns um, attack, but they're being masterminded by someone else who, spoilers, is revealed to be Mordu. Is, is he the guy who was remote operating them? There was someone yeah. else in between, wasn't there? The Dark Circle, who were Dark in the movie Circle. that we forgot to talk about. Anyway, real quick, the movie not 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 that great. Um, kind of disappointing. I enjoyed it, it more than you. Legion in them. I enjoyed yeah. it more than you. I it, it did do one thing that I thought was good. It trimmed down the the, the cast, which is what Fuck I you. would which was what I would do if I was doing a three parter intro. You know, God. but I will say this: it trimmed it down too far and way too much Supergirl. It was a Supergirl movie. You know? Been there, done that, where every time they use them in anything, it's like, oh, here's three members. And like this time, it's, oh, here's two members. It's Supergirl and Brainiac 5. Yeah, and yeah. Everybody else is in the background. And it's I like, don't agree that they should have done that. that. I, I wouldn't have even had Supergirl in it. I would have had the Legion and just cut it down to a few members. I, yeah. I didn't hate the story. I didn't hate it. Like, I know you hate it. I didn't hate it. I actually no, I don't hate it. it. Yeah. I give it like a five out of ten. Yeah, it's not I'd good. Give it maybe a six. Uh, and I didn't yeah. like the twist with Monel. Uh, that really stuck in my craw, actually, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was stupid. Missed opportunity of a movie. P- poor introduction to Legion. Um, way too much reliance on Supergirl, who I don't think is that major a character anyway, so I don't know why we're spending so much time on Supergirl. Um, yeah. I, anyway, though, I'm glad people like it. So I'm not saying if you like it that you're uh, wrong. It's just, for me, it wasn't... Um, 
it just wasn't. And the dark circle were in it though, because I said to you, "Who's this dark circle?" And uh, mm-hmm. they're and they're in this. Yeah, and they were yeah. in this. So that's synergy, isn't it? No, I mean on our half, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For us, it's synergy. Yes. Jesus. I you meant, like, they come out forty years apart. I don't know oh, how that's synergy, but yes, I synergy. No, it would be synergy if they had a Legion comic out now on the Dark Circle in it. That yeah, that's what synergy. I was thinking. Right. Yeah, but but DC are too useless for that. You know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, what's kind of interesting about this comic story is these alien races: the Dominion, the Kuns. Um, I forget the other one that's in here a lot, but. They're all different races that were kind of introduced throughout the years in Legion. Mm. Uh, and this is kind of bringing them all together into one story, which That's is kind cool. Of and the Dominators are yeah. usually pretty evil, aren't they? Yeah, they're very evil. That's why at the end of the story where they have the treaty, I'm like, that's not going to last. Yeah, like, I was uh, like, yeah, these Dominators were surprisingly docile in this issue because normally whenever you see them, they're, they're causing a lot of problems. Yeah, so, well, one thing to remember is they were the villains in Invasion, which is in the 20th century, so before this story takes place, right? Mm. But also in the five years later stuff that we do later on, they're big villains there, and pretty interesting. Good luck if you can understand the five years later stuff, because I know I struggled. Jesus. That was hard. That wounds me. You're wounding me. That was, oh, come um, on. That was some hard comics. It is. It is. It is, but it's good. It's good shit. Oh, yeah, like I have to take you on advice, but there it was interesting. But I was struggling for form. I was like, "Where's Kerry Bates?" You know, like where's Paul Levitz? Instead, we've got this crazy shit. Um, but how dare you? Like, give me this stuff any day. Princess Projector flying around. Dream Girl looking fine in these issues. Um, yeah, I, I, I this I, Jim Sherman guy. He he draws pretty. Uh... Pretty sexy ladies. Good. Yeah, like Dawnstar looking real good. Like I can see why the Legion were a big cosplay attraction in the um in the in the seventies, you know? Yeah. How about oh, something else? The, yeah, the, how about the backups with Paul Copperberg and um the first one with um like uh Timberwolf going crazy on this guy and <laughs> like breaking out of Yeah, prison. I didn't like those. I did not like those backups. The the first uh, one particularly I didn't like. The one where he's like smashing the wall and stuff. Like I can see the Timberwolf Wolverine comparison pretty heavily. Like they really kind of like yeah, similar. One. My thing is with the Legion, um, you know, normally you have all these different characters in the main title. And so it can be hard to give anybody time to like develop or have these character moments. Mm. And in this instance, they were doing these backup stories, right? So they have uh, Light Light Lass and uh, Timberwolf. And it's a 12-page story. Yeah. And it's just like the entire time, and and these pages are filled with dialogue. I know, yeah, they're hard. And it's just, I don't feel like there's like a good character moment in any of it. Like It's it's just Timberwolf losing his temper all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's just very plot-driven. It just wasn't for me. I know some people really like that kind of stuff. Like, they want all this action. Sometimes, for me, the best part of a Legion comic is, like, them hanging around around the headquarters and seeing Sunboy hit on Shrinking uh, yeah, uh, Violet or something. That's good. I agree that's good. You need to have downtime, but you need to have plot sometimes. Well. Yeah, you did say sometimes. Yeah, but, like, I mean, yeah, but like this, this is not good. No, it wasn't that great. Me. It wasn't that great. Um, I, I didn't mind the Girls' Night Out one. I thought that was a bit more fun. I like that better, but at the same time, it's it's it, it paled it, in comparison not... to the actual main story in the main title, which I thought was pretty epic. Like, I'd like to see. I'm going to make a comment right now. Um, 
a Legion movie of Earth War. I reckon it'd be awesome. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, why yeah, I mean, I? Earth War, I didn't say this before, but it's it's kind of considered one of like the, the big ones. Like, if you had a poll out for the best Legion stories, a lot of old-timers would probably say this is one of the best. I'm one of those old-timers. You know? Yeah, I know you one are. One of those old men on the mountain. But, um, I mean, you gotta say, that the, the art on these first two issues, compared to the art on the last three, it's much better. Oh, no, the art, the artwork is better. Yeah, I agree. Um... Very kinetic. Dord star look fantastic. You see, like you see the influences of Star Wars, like that big Death Star looking world. You know, this um, came out before Star Wars. Okay, all right. Well, really? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. You see, you see, uh, one of the Legion spacecraft looks exactly like the uh, Starship Enterprise. Actually, um, I don't know if you mm, yeah that. Legion cruiser. Yeah, Legion cruiser. Probably. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. Like, I mean, there was a lot of influence. Um, mixing in between these kind of people. There's a bit of Star Trek at times in a bit of X-Men. Um, yeah, no, it was, it, it's really good stuff, man. Like I, uh, like the way that they had the guy um, being robot controlled or, you know, sort of like uh, telepathically controlled or whatever. That was, that was really interesting. I thought that was a nice twist. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, that's where you find out the Dark Circle's doing it. And, um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention is the, the science police girl, Siobhan Aaron, that's, this is her first appearance. She becomes a big character later on. And she yes. gets into a relationship with Element Lad. Yeah. No, it's cool. And you see the hooded figures here who are the Dark Circle members. Do, do we know who all the Dark Circle are? Because one of them was revealed. To be the diplomat. Yeah, we got to it later. Uh, it was in the Tales of the Legion stuff, mm. but uh, essentially, it's five guys that have like cloned themselves over and over and over and over and over again. So anybody in a cloak oh. like that, it's just five different people. Yeah. And one of them is that um, on tier, who is the guy they that alien that they kept suspecting was involved in the. Oh right, but he's not revealed yeah. here. No. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I'm just looking at Girls' Night Out. Um, what's her name, dude? Like, is it Shadowlass in the black with mm-hmm. the little crown? She's looking good. Looking <laughs> real good. Yeah. Princess Projecture. Princess Projecture is the one who gets married to, Bra- uh, not Brainiac, Karate Kid, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at this first page, and there's this moment where uh, Light Light Lass says, Look at those two, Tasmia, like they own the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, Calm down, Ayla, we're on R&R. And that's like the only moment of really like yeah, yeah, no. interaction we get between those characters. And, and then the they're just with them. They're just with them after that, you know. Like it's just like yeah. it's a yeah. I agree. It's an odd thing because it starts it off like there's going to be some sort of like dialogue, and then it's just straight into like they're all at dinner together, and then some aliens attack, and then the guy's exposed as the guy behind it all, and yeah, yeah. Like to me, you could have cut down this plot stuff to like you know two or three four pages uh and then you know you could have had some really great like character stuff with these guys but that's just me oh well you know um i did like the way that this um science girl um science police person so joe staden's on art duties from um i see you know what i like about his art style it's very old-fashioned it makes me think of almost like um sort of like comics don't say it what? Okay, I thought you were gonna say you're your Justice League guy. Who? No, 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 no. Like different, almost like romance style. Everyone's got mm. really big eyes, and it's it's. I like it for its um, it, it feels very different 
to what came before it, and I guess I liked it for its novelty value inside of a superhero comic. I, I don't think it's terrible. I, you know, looking so at it different. again, it's really not that bad. So yeah. I take back what I said. I just don't think it's as good as some of. No, it's not work. as good. It's it's in a way more primitive and more simple. You know, um, but. It does have its beauties, I think, and that's all I'm trying to say. And it is a challenging assignment to take on, um, but I thought he did the character models pretty well considering the vast array of people. I mean, Joe Stater was a pretty good artist. I mean, I mean, that's what I was saying, is I don't blame him for him not quite being up to snuff yeah. with some of his other work because he was coming in to finish out a storyline and yeah. had to learn all these different characters. You know, something that I noticed when I'm reading this is some artists do really good drawing stars like around like windows and stuff. Mm. And some, I just feel like the, they just don't quite have it down. Like Joe Staten to me, it just looks a little too, like a little too neat. Like Uh, that kind of style. Like I'm looking at some stars here. I don't know. It's, I don't know. What are you expecting from stars in a comic book? Like, you know, well, you know, let's just not even talk about the comic then. (laughs) Everything I say, you're just like, oh, no, it's great, it's great, it's great. Calm down, calm down. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not insulting the guy. But it's kind of nice now that we can... It's nice that nowadays that we could just maybe throw it in digitally, Mm. stars, because I just feel like when you're trying to hand-draw stars... It's like, you know, you're you're worried about how close they are to the figures and they're grouped kind of weird and then you end up kind of making them into a bit of a pattern because you're like, oh, I need a big one here, a little one there. It's just not as, like, random looking as if you look up at the night sky and you're just like, no, you It's know, a good impressive naturally. level of analysis, actually, Adam. Like, I've not even No, it's not, at Dave. It. You know, you, you just dismiss it and then you're like... <laughs> What, what are we expecting from this guy? You I, know, I'm looking at. I'm, no, no, I'm bringing I, real depth to the I'd show never, here. I never. I never. I'll be the first person <laughs> to say I've never even checked it out before. Now that you've mentioned it, yeah. I'm yeah. looking at it, and I'm like, it's yeah, it's just like the little white dots. Yeah, it just looks kind of weird, doesn't it? Like, yeah, no, that's no, so because it's like, just I think it's like impressive you're very from you. I think it's because you've yeah, noticed it. I, I didn't I, notice. I, it. I think I'm really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now, um, yeah. Look at that, because when I look at the start of issue two forty four, the dark circle that crushed Earth, there you see stars behind them, with a bit of yellow in them, as well. Yeah. You, yeah and it's very like starry, starry night. Um, I don't know what that means. Is this a song you Vincent, like? Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. You know, don't you know Vincent, the Don McLean song? It's like sort of starry, starry night. I, I um, don't know really any of those things you just said. You don't know who Don McLean is? American Pie? Oh, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, I know American, Don, American Pie. Pie. Yeah, I was born in the 90s. His other song is Vincent. His other song is Vincent. Two pretty good songs, Adam. I think you might need to hop on board the, 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 you know, <laughs> the bandwagon. It sounds like he has two songs. Great. He has. It does. I, I, can't, I couldn't name another song. He's got American Pie, okay. an all-time classic. And he's I got don't Vincent. feel so bad now because I knew one of the two then, so yeah. I guess I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. What do you? you I agree. What do you think of the page I'm looking at? I don't know which one. With a bit of yellow on the stars, the first page of issue two forty four. Yeah, that looks pretty good. It's just again, I just feel like some of the spacing where it's like everything is like there's no stars like 
right behind Superboy's shoulder or anything, uh, and they're all like yeah. a good half a centimeter off of it. It's just it, I'm not insulting him. Like point. I think it's probably really hard to do, but it's just it looks a little off to me when I see that. Like the stars are very politely sort of like not gone exactly where the characters are and giving them all a little bit of distance. Yeah, right. Like where in the real world, like they would be like there'd be some you could see off the inside of his helmet or just you know maybe right off the top of his head or something. You know, I'm sure it's really hard to do. It's just something that I find interesting. I'm impressed by your analysis, actually. I, yeah. I, I, Thank I, you. You see, do you hear what happens when you, you open up your ears and you just hear me out? I always do. I always do. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I enjoy this kind of stuff because I feel in by the late 70s, the the medium was starting to mature. The storyline went over several issues. It did not feel overly mm-hmm. long. I, I feel like mm-hmm. today this would go on forever and it would be drained of all, um, you know, sort of urgency. Just the way that we say now, like, even a miniseries has to be 12 issues. It's like it doesn't, you know? Um, like, this is, what, five or six issues? And it. I felt you got a lot of bang for your buck in these stories, you know? Like, by the end of it, I was like, wow, that was a up and down, like, it went everywhere. And there wasn't yeah. too much Superboy because there was enough Superboy, but not too much. You saw all the Legionnaires, Dawnstar, Monel had a chance to shine, Ultra Boy had a chance to shine, Colossal Boy, Wildfire was was, was in real form. I mean, yeah, interesting stuff with the Dominators. Like, in a lot of ways, and then it all ties into this big return of um, Mordu, and you also get Lightning uh, Lad and Sadie Girl and Bouncing Boy and Joe Damsel come back. Which and Karate great. Kid. Yeah, that was a big thing with this story and where it's similar to Great Darkness Saga where he tried to bring all the characters back to feature in the story, mm. including, you know, bringing the subs in for that segment. That was cool. I thought um, you'd love but that yeah, bit. I do love the subs. Well, well, as soon as Dude. I saw them, and I was like, oh, Adam's going to love these guys. And they, they yeah. do their best, but they even say they're not powerful enough. They're too crap. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, this is before they even really become very like humorous characters. They're still like pretty, you know, taken kind of seriously. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't good enough. But uh, yeah, like if you read Great Darkness Saga again, you'll notice where he brings like every single character essentially mm-hmm. back and he features all the like other superhero groups from other corners of the galaxies that were in like one issue you know, 20 years ago or something. Mm. So it's just kind of cool to see how this and Great Narctus Saga were like his big um, epics in that sense. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Like, um, yeah, I just I, I, I just think, you know, Levitz has often talked down his first run on Legion. I think I saw somewhere he's talking it down. But, I, I mean, if this is part of his first run on Legion, it's pretty strong as far as I'm Yeah, concerned. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's... I kind of oscillate on it where, like, like, I think last time I read it, I was really impressed by it, and this time I read it, I was like, yeah, 7 out of 10. But um, I did uh, want to point yeah. out this cover, uh, 244, Superboy 244. It's got this dark circle guy mm. yelling at him. I've seen this cover probably 100 times, and I never really quite, I guess, saw what was happening with this villain. Mm. I always thought he was coming out of, like, a portal, but I see now he's standing on some kind of platform that lets him stand yeah. at, like, a 90-degree angle. It's kind of cool. I just never yeah, really you would, how put it together. How is he holding himself up there? That's a question I'd be asking. Yeah. Like, I guess it's, like, anti-gravity. I guess it must be. Uh, there is actually a really bad bit of art that I wanted to share with you. Uh, go, yeah. go in your trade to page 123. Uh, you'll see one of the worst Superboy 
um, bits of artwork where he's knocking these guys over. It, it's two panels down and to the right. He goes, Earth isn't First. crushed. Earth isn't crushed yet, not while we live. Do you see it? First, I wanted to say for our listeners, uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes hardcover volume two mm. is where this is collected. It's the first story. Yes. And that's what Dave was referencing. You said page 123? Yes, page 123. Okay, second, I want to mentally prepare myself <laughs> for this because Dave, every now and then, will send me an image and he's like, look how shit this is. And I'll look at it and I'll be like, it's fine. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't get it. And I'll be like, it's slightly off. But he's like, look how shit this is. I hate it. And this now I'm, I'm turning to the page. 123. 123. Is it panel two or three? It's panel four. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little off. It's, it's a little terrible. off. Look yeah. how, look, it's the boy looks like he's about six. And it's like a Keystone Cops moment where he's like punching a guy who slams into another guy who slams into another guy who slams into another guy. It's terrible. Like he kind of looks like, um, is that Mighty Mouse? Is that him slamming into different people, or is that him? Yeah, he's punched yeah, a guy who's slamming. like who's got the punch going. Like so, the yeah. velocity of the punches is rippled through the other three guys behind. It's stupid. I'll tell you though what that Superboy does kind of look like to me. It kind of reminds me of like uh, I don't remember who the artist was and who the writer. I guess it's Joe Schuster. Or Jerry Siegel, whoever was the the artist. Sure, it kind of looks like a, a Joe drawing to yeah, me. Yeah, but like that's from like back in the thirties, man. You know, yeah, and the forties and shit. Like this is nineteen seventy nine or whatever. West or or it even it looks like the uh, what was the the cartoons from like the forties? The Fleischer uh, ones. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Fleischer drawing. Yeah, but that's I really not don't good mind it, honestly. now. Come on, are you kidding? Come on, dude. Argue that audience. Joe Stanton. Okay. Modern day audiences, yeah. dude. Come on, man. In the seventies, man, man, you are always <laughs> loving the sixties and seventies stuff, oh, yeah. though. Where I'm like, this is not good by modern standards. <laughs> and now here, you're doing the same thing with thirties and forties style. Yeah, but I'm not a fan of the thirties and forties style. Like, you know, like no yeah. thanks, no thank you to that stuff. That's fair. That's um, fair. What about what do you think about all the legionnaires in these tubes? Uh, a lot of tubes. Simplistic, but um, it's weird. Decent idea, poorly executed, very unsort of imaginatively done. So it didn't feel. I think Jim Sherman yeah. would have done it better. Yeah, you know the problem. They don't. Mm. There's no sense of reality to it. Like I don't look at that and think, yeah, it's it's like it just looks like some of them are just modeling. Like I just don't see what the practicality of it was. You know, like why? <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's not great. I mean, I can see what they're trying to do. I can see what the writers described, but no, the it looks very sort of fake. I mean, the idea is fine. It kind of just it kind of just looks like they're in like a bunch of little pill capsules and they all fell down, but yeah. they're all connected and supposed to look like that. But some like... of them look like they're far from not enjoying it. Like you look up at um, some of them and they're just sort of like it's like they're standing there modeling. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Yeah. Understand. I also don't know if I missed something, but I'm looking at this. I see all a bunch of legionnaires. I see a bunch of subs, and then I see one guy in a lab coat. So I guess he's just yeah. Uh, there is one guy in a lab coat there. I don't know who he is. Um, yeah, I was like, did I miss something? Who's the name of the girl with the white headband on? That's to the left of the guy in the lab coat. Who is that? <laughs> I feel like you ask me this every episode. That's Phantom Girl. That's Phantom Girl. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's Dream Girl. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Princess Protector, yeah, Timberwolf, Cosmic Girl. Boy, 
who's the like next to Shadow Lass? Who's the one to the right? The sort of little girl in in black. That's Night Girl. She's a sub. Night Girl. Oh, there's Polar Boy. There's the plant one. I don't know what her name is. Chlorophyll right. Kid. He's a boy. Huh? No, the Chlorophyll Kid. He's a... so oh, the... Shrinking Violet. Shrinking yeah. Violet, and then you've got the what's the Sun Boy? Is it Sun Boy? The one with the fiery head? That's Fire Lad. Fire Lad. Okay. He's a sub. Okay. Sun Boy's over there by behind Superboy. Um, I will say one thing that I when I read these '70s stories that I sometimes forget is that they're still teenagers. Like yeah. I never feel like they're teenagers because they don't no. really look like they're drawn like teenagers, except for maybe Superboy because I'm used to seeing Superman, mm. and then also they never really act too much like. Nah. Maybe it's because we don't really see their personal lives, or at they're least more like they're more like college kids. With their they're more like college yeah. kids, like very early twenties. Yeah, um, I always feel like they always feel about five or ten years older than they're supposed to be. I totally like, agree, and I think they they're, they're even written that way. I think you know, yeah. back in the day, I think they were written a bit younger. You know, yeah, um, yeah, like when they were introduced, they seemed like they were like yeah, teens. Not a bad thing though. The the, the their storylines are a little bit more adult. I don't mind them if they're really. I always picture them, in this era. I picture them in their very early twenties. You know, they, they just seem to exude yeah. that feel. Um, that's just kind of my preference. Also, to just think of them. Tell you who was looking super fucking hot was Saturn Girl in that purple um, getup uh, pink. that she had going. Pink getup. I, I was just, I was, just, I'm just gazing at. It. Like, go to page one three one. They're fighting Mordru, and he's like, you dare attack me, and just check out from behind there, Saturn Girl. Like, she looks so damn hot. Um, 131. 131. It's just yeah, a standard she, picture of Saturn Girl. Yeah. You know? I mean, to me, like, you're commenting on that art. I go back to that Jim Sherman art. Like, uh, there's some pictures of, uh, like, Shrinking Violet. I'm like, man. Sure, it's good. Pretty sexy. But you know me, I do like my Saturn Girl and my Dream Girl. And so when Saturn Girl turned up in that little True. outfit, I was just like, oh, yes, please. You know, yeah, that's true. Mordru's that. um up to his normal hijinks. Um, he really is actually in the extreme in this issue. He's really kind of like they have to escape to that sanctuary thing, and then Saturn Girl has to you know shield them and stuff. And Superboy's having to dig through fucking ground. Um, there's a yeah, so on. yeah, Mordru can't go. He's you know susceptible when he's underground or whatever. But another thing that's interesting about this issue five is that you don't know this whole time that Mordru's the mastermind, right? No. Uh, that's similar to Great Darkness Saga, where the entire time through Great Darkness Saga they don't reveal that it's Darkseid until the end. So he's kind of playing the same trick there, um, which is kind of cool. But uh, another thing that I don't know you probably wouldn't realize is this is kind of the last. Mordru story, I think. Like uh, when Levitz returns to the book, mm. uh, he's pretty much, you know, written out of the story, and they, he becomes redeemed. Um, but yeah, so this is kind lame, of the last big Mordru story. I don't want Mordru to be redeemed. I want him to be a bad guy. He's not. He's not redeemed so much as they. Well, he is kind of redeemed, but then he becomes a bad guy again in the Good. five years later stuff, Good. and the reboot, and the JSA. Let a bad guy so, be a bad guy. You know, not yeah. every bad like well, he's not he's not redeemed so much as he's like cured. Like, hate know, it. They almost purged well, the stuff. Hate it, but okay for a story. You know, yeah. As long as he goes back to his evil ways in the end, I guess I don't care. He becomes a very very bad guy in the five years later stuff. Cool. There's a really cool story that I think you would actually kind of like, where it's basically like Blackest Night, but mm. with uh, Legion characters. We should do that. 
we should well, do that. Well, it's five years later, so we can probably never do it. We could do it if we want. Like, fuck it. Okay. Why not? All right. I'll, I'll provide context for you. Then. Yeah. yeah, so they Element Lad is kind of the big hero. He's, yeah. I think, currently the substitute or the, the deputy leader. And he catches uh, Mordru in some Earth. It made me realize how powerful Element Lad is. You know? Yeah. Like, he really does have a lot of power. Uh, well, you remember it. that you remember that uh, Legion Lost story we did, where mm. he gets thrown outside of yeah. like the the spaceship and he gets lost. Yeah, you know, the, the Legionnaires go forward in time, and he's kind of stuck in the past, mm. and he gets a thousand years where he's immortal because he transforms his body to become immortal, and he's created life. It was cool, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah that was badass. It was really cool. Like and that. he's always been a little bit uh, sort of eccentric or alternate, hasn't he? Didn't I say that at some point? That he was always been. Uh, he's. I mean, his entire race was killed, so I think he's just kind of like survivor's you know, guilt. A, a bit of a loner, yeah. lone gunman. Yeah, yeah. I know how that. Feels. But yeah, eh. <laughs> yeah. My whole race was killed, man. I had to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're you're keeping on. Keep got to keep on keeping on, man. What's above Dylan? Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, look, as far as I'm concerned. It, it's 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 not it's so incredible that I'm like oh my god stop the presses they've produced this comic book, but it's down good storytelling fun art fun story doesn't overstay its welcome wraps up really nicely in the epilogue and then we've we've got the treaty and everything's happy and I'm like really the dominators are going to stick by this treaty and yeah peace is at hand yeah. and I was like you see the dominators you see that lizard looking guy and I'm like yeah I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah I've got, I've i do like ass. this uh this epilogue page where they're all sitting around the table i always enjoy those yeah 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 no I, you know it's cool like um there's a lot to like and i do like the table shots like you're saying and in all honesty we were talking about the movie before and whether it's live action or animated what i don't want is just a Superboy or supergirl movie that has cameos from a legion let the the legion are strong yeah. enough and have interesting enough characters like easily too i would say a very diverse interesting and not just diverse in terms of race or anything, but diverse in terms of personality power sets the whole lot that i think they can more than support a movie without the assistance of like massive power-ups from supergirl um or superboy honestly i believe that like there's enough well, the good news is i think there. that the 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 animation side of dc will probably be changing with all the rest of dc so yeah. You know, we'll be getting maybe some more quality um, stuff. Do you think there's any chance of a Legion movie? Have you heard any rumors at all? Like a yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard any legit rumors or anything, but I almost feel like, yeah, there's a chance because, you know, it's just something different, you know? Mm. It's, it's different than anything else out there in a way. I mean, not so different, but it's yeah. uh, something, you know, set in the future. You can do kind of like a Star Trek thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Or, you yeah, know, you can do it teens. You can do teens. You can do teens. And, you, you know, appeal races. to the kids. You can do that great Mordru storyline where they go back to Smallville. Fuck, I love that story. If you want to do yeah. one that has Superboy, that'd be a good one to do. This would be a good one to Oh, do. yeah, that one, yeah. Oh, I love that issue. That's one of my favorite Legion issues. But mm. this is up there in terms of my Legion stuff. I've Because I always look at what we've got, what we've been given, and then I look at how we could adapt it. 
you know, and we could modernise it and you could clean it up and, you know, file away a lot of the rough edges. You could really make a good movie out of this storyline. It's quite, it's sort of there. It just takes a good screenwriter to adapt it. It wouldn't be that hard. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, any of these, like, big epics that we've done, like Legion Lost or Great Darkness Saga or this, you know, you could do, you can you could, polish that into a movie for sure yeah and i hope they do and i hope james gunn's thinking of it because i think that it's really it's got a connection to superman but it's 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 tangential but it's enough that you could tie it in i really think that um i i i'm gonna say this now i think in the next five years you'll see a legion movie you know i would be very happy i hope it's halfway decent even if it's bad you know i'm still happy there's a green lantern come on sometimes you just gotta say Thank God they've produced it and it's it's happening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Funny. Yeah, that's it. That's man. what I said. Even if it's bad, because like the Green Lantern movie, like I'm glad it exists. Like uh, I I don't like the movie at all. I think it's pretty terrible. Yeah, but I'm glad it's I'm glad it's out there. Totally. But um, yeah. I, another thing I was gonna say when we were talking about James Gunn is we also remember that he uh basically took the arm fall off boy Legion character and yes. he made a character for a Suicide Squad movie. He did. And then he he uh he drops name drops um uh Matter Eater Lad a lot. He did and, uh Peacemaker, yeah. So he, he knows the Legion. I think he's interested in him. That's why I'm saying I think that's exactly why I'm saying because I think it's that kind of a property that a, a, a guy like him has got in the back of his head as a, a potential. You know, because there's so much you could do with them. And and I do hope that they take one of the classic stories and adapt it because I think those classic stories are there for a reason and they're high points. And to be fair, we've done on Legion Outpost a lot of really good stories, you know, that you could flesh out. You could put more meat on the bones of those stories. Like those Kerry Bates stories we did were very good, you know, and a two-parter and it could easily be, you know, you could formulate a movie. Like, Jesus Christ, some of these Marvel movies have some pretty thin storylines. You know, you could you could come in a bit harder, and I think it's hopeful to me that DC, you know, execs and are suddenly realising that they've actually got a pretty deep catalogue. It's just as deep as Marvel, yeah. you know, if not... Oh, I mean, yeah, I, and I find it a bit more diverse in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, yeah, I find it a bit more interesting, do. actually. Um, yeah. There's plenty of have. aspects, but Legion Outpost is our, you know, Legion is our focus on this show, and I just think... Legion offers up the sci-fi. It's kind of that cheesy kind of fun sci-fi. You can go a bit darker or more serious if you want to. You can have those moments. You've got the interaction of the characters. Lots of of different powers. You know, lots of different races. Um, There's just so much potential. And and I... I, Even though I don't think that that animated movie was fantastic, thank God at least they did something. So it's some sort of an entrance point. You know, because I th- I would hope that the next one will be all about the Legion. You know, um, we don't have to have three quarters of the Legion cast off screen. You know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. As long as I think uh, James Gunn uh, is successful and you know does good movies, I think yeah, like you say, it's eventual. I did want to ask you. You know, you're feeling good about the James Gunn thing, or I feel fine. I mean, I I I, I think they need direction. Um, I've got nothing against James Gunn uh, at all. I sometimes do think some of his movies, for me, are too reliant on humour and the sake of story. But that's a that's a minor gripe. I I think he's someone who's got. It, as, they need someone who can bring them direction, who who can you know, actually get them on the same wavelength. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can't argue that he uses a lot of humor, but I guess I also find that those Guardians movies have uh, like some of the the most heart of all the the, the Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah. Suicide Squad, I think I'd agree. Maybe a little too much humor. Well, that's the one I'd be thinking of. But no, overall, I, I like James Gunn's work. But even more so, he's got more to do than just directing one or two good movies. Here, he's got to he's got to sort of manage a line, and I think that it finally. And it's kind of about picking and sticking. So you've got to pick someone and entrust them and not sort of like betray them and abandon them at the first road bump, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's more important. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm certainly not one of these guys on Twitter who's carrying on. Like, far from it. I, I wish him the best, frankly, you know? That's it. Yeah, I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, it's going to be so confusing. Like, you still have the Batman stuff going. You still have okay. the Joker stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that confusing. Really yeah. And you also can't blame <laughs> the guy for not throwing out. Like, people act like he should just throw out the Flash movie, Aquaman, yeah. Blue Beetle, uh, and then throw out the sequels to Joker. And uh, I want to see all those and movies, I'm like, you know? But, you know, here's the thing, though. They think they need to do it so they have a fresh start. And I'm like... That's literally like two billion, two billion dollars they'd be throwing away by throwing away those six movies. Like you, you would bankrupt you can Warner Brothers at all. And frankly, something like Blue Beetle can easily tie into whatever the fuck I'm doing now. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Look, there's an inbuilt audience that went to see Aquaman one. I'm sure you'll get a large segment turning up for Aquaman two. So that that's happening. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, in some ways, he's exactly what they need. They need someone who's got ideas of his own. You know, he's a proven filmmaker. The guy is ingenious. Uh, he does have, unlike all these guys who will always claim that they're big fans of the property, he does seem to have a pretty good knowledge of the properties, which is good, and a love of them. All-Star Superman, I like that. Yeah, no, like, no, I think he's a he's a good choice, frankly, I, I think. And um, it all comes down now to not just executing scripts. You've got to put together the right scripts, take their time, um... Yeah, look, my figures are crossed. I mean, it's better than anything they've come up with so far in terms of planning because they've been in shambles yeah. for years. Oh, so, yeah, I'd agree. One last thing I want to say, and then I'll let you go if you need to go, but sure. um, I think, now I'm thinking of it, uh, Booster Gold. Mm. I think a big indicator of if if uh, James Gunn would be interested in the Legion is if they describe how he gets his, his flight ring or if they change that to something else. He gets else. it from the museum, doesn't he? Well, he gets a flight ring. It's a Legion flight ring, and yeah. it's uh, he. I think he uses even Brainiac Five belt, and he uses he the Legion the time bubble and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you know, when we get the Booster Gold show, if he changes that, it might give an indication of how interested he is in using Legion. But also, I wanted to say I'm very excited for Booster Gold to finally get uh, you know, a good TV show. Oh, me too, and I know Rich is super excited as well. Uh, oh, well, actually, you know, he's super dreary, thinks it's all going to be shit, but he's secretly, I think, happy that Booster's actually getting his day in the sun. I've done a complete 180 on Booster because for so many years, Rich would sort of promote him to me, and I was just like, don't want anything to do with it, Rich. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Didn't read any of the course, Adam, as you know. And then I picked up... Um, I basically succeeded in not reading any Booster. I knew who he was, and I just hated it because I was like, this looks so shit. And then I picked up the hardcover, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Booster's really good. And Rich is like, yeah. You okay. started Def John stuff, didn't you? Maybe um, a little. No, I, I the little bits I'd read were sort of more modern day, but I just didn't like him, you know. And then I read yeah. the Dan Jurgens thing, 
like the, yeah. from the beginning, like the first hardcover, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." I was like, "I can now yeah. totally understand why you like Booster Gold." And, and Rich was like, "I've been telling you this for fifteen years," and I was like, yeah. <laughs> "For me, it was the fifty-two that really made me appreciate him." And then yeah. reading the Jeff Johns, reading the rest of that run, and then yeah, the Dan Jurgens, and uh, also JLI. I think he's really yes. good in there. And see, I hadn't read any of that. You know what I mean? Like none of it. In fact, yeah. I'd probably seen a little bit of him in fifty-two or something like. I knew who he was, and I knew his gimmick, but I just thought it, it was so shit. And then, and then I did a complete backflip, and and now I'm like, I'm really kind of excited for a show. I actually think it'd be really cool, you know? Yeah, it, it's just exciting to think maybe five years from now, Booster Gold could be like a household name. You know, you could see kids with uh, Booster Gold uh, lunchbox or something. I don't know. I, I, I think, like the idea I, I of him. I think it's definitely a possibility. I actually think he's a yeah. really uh, fun character, and. And I also think the same with Blue Beetle, the new Blue Beetle. I, I think that's another character. That I, I think the chances of those characters catching on are actually reasonably high, you know? Um, if, yeah. they, if they have a decent movie and a decent TV show, both Blue Beetle, and it's the new Blue Beetle, um, the Hispanic yeah. one, and Booster Gold, I think the chances of them catching on uh, with a mass audience are, are reasonably high, and I, and I wish them all the best. So, see, I've done a complete 180. I love that kind of stuff at DC. I, I actually think their new Blue Beetle, which I've seen in like a couple of animated shows here and there, I thought he looked really mm-hmm. good, and I yeah. also think Booster Gold has really good DNA, and he has every chance. It, it, they've got to do the show well, but assuming they do the show well, I think it could really blow up, which I think would be awesome, you know? And I'll say uh, that Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, the first series he was in, is actually really good too, so you should check that out. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see him do well, and I'd love him to be, both of them do well enough that we get to see Ted Cord Blue Beetle. I would love that. 100%. But. 100%. Um, well, look, I think we'll probably wrap it up. Um, thank you yep. to all. Thank you for coming on, Adam, and uh, giving your views and some hot takes from both of us today. Wow, you and stars. Adam and the stars. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you came around in my way of thinking. You know, you weren't really hearing me out, but I think I got through to you. Yeah, at first, shields were up, you know? And I was firing off little missiles, and, and you know, suddenly I looked at someone, and I was like, actually, he's making a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. That happens every now and then. I did say an moon. impressive level of analysis is, is how I yes. would describe it. Like, yeah, I'd like to hear that every episode, you know? <laughs> Can and, you put that on your soundboard? Save and you a I do want to say, um, in our farewells, we are thinking of the Legion Substitute uh, podcasters yes. and their loss. That is very sad. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron know. Noel. Yeah, good man. Good so, man. Uh, hilarious guy. Jesus. Uh, sad, isn't it? I, wouldn't, yeah. I didn't know him well enough to call him a, a personal friend, but he was a Facebook friend and uh, very kind. Do you know me well enough to call me a personal friend? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Loose acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy on the internet, just someone just I talk to, you know, every other day. Ships in the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. <laughs>